their life. Okay, so I'm not going to talk about special giftings that the Lord wants to use us in, but things that the Lord calls each one of us to. And today, I'm going to start just with the very foundation, and, uh, and then we're going to go from there. And our text is Jude chapter 1, verse 1, and then I'm going to be going to some other scriptures from there. <clears throat> but the, the focal point of today, the main point of today, of the calling that I want to talk about is that we are called to belong. And that might seem like, well, you know, everybody knows that. Well, some Christians struggle with feeling like they belong. And we're going we're gonna to go through some verses that talk about this, but we're called to belong. Let's look at the text, and then I will pray. Jude chapter 1, verse 1. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. So, um, Jude and James are brothers. And do you know who their half-brother is? Jesus. Okay. Mary and Joseph were their parents, but uh, only Mary was the mother of Jesus, and then, you know, Jesus was the Son of God. <clears throat> and it's interesting he doesn't say the, the half-brother of Jesus. He says a servant of Jesus. He knew he was called to serve Jesus. A servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James to those who've been called. The word called can also mean invited. To those who've been called. Invited, who are loved by God the Father and kept by Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your word today. Lord, there is so much in your word. And I know that I myself have so much more to learn as I just walk with you. But Lord, I ask that with, with what you've given me to this point in time, that you would help me to share these truths that are so powerful. And Lord, your word is a living word. It's active. It touches hearts. And may your word accomplish everything you want it to accomplish today by the precious anointing of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, today we've come to meet with you. We've come to submit to you. We've come to hear from you. And may that happen, Lord. And we pray for the children today too. May your word touch the children today. And may they have an encounter with you that helps them to know you in greater ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, to those who have been called, who are loved by God the Father, and kept by Jesus. The very first thing I want to talk about is called the salvation. That's just the start of everything. And then we go from there. It says... You're loved by God. Let's not miss that point. Let's not forget, let's not take that for granted. To those who've been called, who are loved by God. Now, it doesn't say loved by God the Creator there, does it? Is God the Creator? Absolutely He's the Creator. But it doesn't, doesn't say loved by God the Creator. It doesn't say loved by God the judge of all things. Is he the judge of all things? Absolutely. What does it say there? Father. Father. To those who have been called who are loved by God the Father. You are loved by God. And you are called to salvation. See, I believe that call is for everyone. 
I don't believe there's a select few that that's for. I believe that call is for everybody. We, you know, whether we respond or not is in our hands, and certainly you need to hear the message in order to respond to the message. But I believe that everyone is called to that, called to salvation. Let's go to Second Thessalonians, and uh, let's read this passage here. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers, loved by the Lord. There's that love again. You're going to see that a lot in the scriptures. God loves. God loves. Loved by the Lord because from the beginning God chose you to be saved. God chose you to be saved. Saved from what? Global warming? Okay, we're not going to get into a debate on global warming this morning, but I will simply say uh, that's not what he's talking about. Nuclear annihilation and devastation? Hey, things are getting crazy around the world. But that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about something a whole lot worse than any of those things. Okay? What does he want to save us from? He wants to save us from his judgment (laughs) that's what he wants to save us from his judgment and condemnation upon our lives God wants to save us from that that's pretty important the God who knows everything the God who sees everything the God who says we have to answer for everything we're accountable for every word that comes out of our mouth does that shake you up a little bit (laughs) (laughs) but we ought always to thank God for you brothers loved by the Lord because from the beginning God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the spirit and through belief in the truth God by the work of his spirit and through the truth which is the message of Jesus Christ wants to save people Let's back up a verse. It won't be on the screen. So this is verse 13. We're going to back up to verse 12. And it says this. All will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. So that's the previous verse. All will be condemned who have not believed the truth and have delighted in their sin. Wow. What's the truth they're talking about? That God sent His Son. That Jesus came to be the sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. That His death on the cross was a substitutionary death. He was the sacrifice for us. Our sins were placed on Him. He died. He was punished for our sins. But then God raised Him from the dead and promised that we could be raised to a new life in Christ if we would put our faith in Him. That's the truth. That's what it's talking about there. You ought always to thank God, or, or, but we ought always to thank God for you, brothers, loved by the Lord, because from the beginning God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. And let's go to verse, the next verse, verse 14. And it says this, He called you to this through our gospel. Gospel means good news. That's the message of Jesus. He called you to this through our gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. God has called you to salvation. 
Scripture says He called us out of darkness. God called us out of darkness into His glorious light. I think we need to take a look at that verse. There we go. 1 Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen people. Do we have any chosen people in here this morning? Amen. Amen. Does that put a smile on your face? Yes. Yes. Matter of fact, look at the person next to you and just smile at them. Some of that was pretty fake, but anyway, we tried it. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. But you are a chosen people. It's talking about God has chosen you. You're chosen. Some people think, well, if God knew all the problems I would cause, He wouldn't have chosen me. He knew everything. And He chose you. God saw the future as well as anything else. <laughs> he encompasses all of that. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Man, this morning, it was a royal priesthood in here. We were priests offering ourselves in praise and thanksgiving to God. We're a royal priesthood. A holy nation. We're a holy nation. Well, let me just say that Jesus is our holiness and God is working on the rest of it, okay? Jesus is our holiness. We're a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Belonging to God. That you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Wow. Before I received Jesus as my Savior, I was in darkness. Did you know you can be in darkness and not even know you're in darkness? Yeah, there's lots and lots of people all over the city that are in darkness and they don't even know they are. And some would even proclaim that they aren't, but they are. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest. <clears throat> my family used to go to uh, the Badlands in South Dakota sometimes for vacations. And several times we actually went on a tour. There's a lot of caves and stuff in the Badlands and... My dad liked to go on those tours, and I thought it was kind of fun too. So we'd go to these, you know, different caves and be led down into the depths of the earth. And I remember one time, we were, I don't know how far down we went, but I mean, there was lots of walking. And we finally got to this one place, and our guide said, okay, I'm going to turn the lights off now. Okay. But I think I want to stand by you and hang on to your coat. Okay, we're going to turn the lights off. He, he went over to a switch and he flipped the switch. Dark, I'm, that's the darkest dark I've ever seen. You know, dark at night, it still got some sort of light in it. This was so dark, I had my hand in front of, I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. All the way up to touching my face, I could not see my hand. It was so dark. It was kind of, you know, a little bit freaky. I was just a grade schooler at that time. But anyway... The, the spiritual darkness that I was in was a whole lot darker than that. And a whole lot scarier than that. And I didn't even know it. Wow. I was spiritually dead. Literally, I was, my spirit was dead. I was separated from God. My sin separated me from God. I was under God's judgment. Even though He loved me, I was under His judgment. And... Uh, you know, I was in darkness. I love sin. Not every sin. Some sins are gross. But I love some sins. But God stepped into the picture. I believed all kinds of dumb things. And I'll say they were dumb. 
You know, thinking that your good could outweigh your bad and you might be okay, that's dumb. Even though a lot of people believe that, it's really dumb. Because the scriptures, which I never read at that time, said, all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. So, I mean, I believed all kinds of stuff that was all wrong. But God stepped into the picture, reached out to me, called me, I finally responded, and He took me from darkness into light. Can you understand what I'm saying here? He didn't just try to make me a better person. He took a dead person and made him alive. He took a person who was in darkness and lived in darkness and only knowed how to live in darkness. Knowed, knew how to live in darkness. <laughs> and, he, and he made me alive. It's, it's amazing. Let's, let's, let's just read that again. You're a chosen people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A people belonging to God. That you may declare... The, are you guys declaring the praises of Him who called you out of darkness? That you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Look at the next verse. Verse 10. Oh, goodness. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. At once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You have received the mercy of God. Mercy is not getting what you really do deserve. That's mercy. And he says, you deserve this, but I'm going to give you eternal life, forgiveness, salvation, adopt you into my family. I'm going to just pour my mercy out on you. Oh, we've been called to salvation. Called to salvation. The second point, and I only have two this morning. We were called to salvation, and we've been called to belong. And I'm going to try to get this across. I think, I think what the Lord wanted me to kind of share this morning, it's a little hard for me to get it across, but, but it's important, so I'll, I'll do my best. Romans 1.6 says this, And you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Some translations say of Jesus Christ. It can be translated either way. Either way, as I was studying this out. And, and a lot of the translations have belong to in it. You are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Belonging is powerful. It's powerful. I remember... <clears throat> My older brother and I, well, we were old enough to start really helping our dad. He was self-employed, had his own business, plumbing, heating, trenching. He had a backhoe, trencher, um, did, you know, he did a lot of different stuff. He was a pretty capable person. And so, in dad's mind, old enough was like grade school, okay? So, uh, we were helping him, you know, he started off just being the gopher, running to the truck, getting the tools he needs. I learned all sorts of names for tools. It was interesting. But anyway... We would go out with Dad, and uh, he used us for just a lot of hard labor. <laughs> oh my, I've shoveled a lot of dirt in my day. <laughs> but Dad never liked to pack a lunch. 
I never saw him pack a lunch. When he left the house in the morning, we're in a rural community. I mean, you could be driving in a, you know, a 60-mile radius going to work, wherever the work was needed, you know, needed to be done. And he never packed a lunch. He would always, wherever we ended up working, when it was time to eat, we would drive to the nearest town and get something to eat at a cafe in that town. That's just the way Dad was. So... But I can remember many times when we would go into a cafe. A lot of people knew Dad. I mean, he had a business for many years, and so everybody kind of knew him. But we'd be uh, in a restaurant, in a cafe, and uh, somebody would say, Hey, who are these guys with you? And he'd say, Oh, these are my boys. These are my boys. And, you know, he'd say our names. But that always, that never got old to hear. It's like he was saying, Hey, these are mine. These are my kids. I liked hearing that. It's kind of it's kind of like I belonged, you know? I mean, dad was saying we were his. We belonged to him. And it wasn't in a bad way. And so it was just it was always special. And dad was kind of a joker, so he might say something, you know, funny and, and typically it might have a little bit of a negative content to it, but you know, we, that was a sign of love in our family, so anyway. <laughs> but not everybody has that kind of story to tell. Not everybody can look back and remember their father saying they belong to me. Not everybody has that story. Belonging is something some people struggle with. Some people have struggled with ever feeling like they belong to anyone. And I just want us to look at this passage today where God says He has called us to belong to Jesus Christ. That's not a negative thing. It's not like, you know, the slave owner. That's not what we're talking about. He's saying, You're mine. You're mine. You're called to belong. Everyone in here, if you've received Jesus as your Savior, you belong to God. You belong to Jesus Christ. Scripture reason says that we belong to one another as the church. We belong. The Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote a letter to the church in Corinth. Now, Corinth was a, uh, it was, it was a seaport city and it was a pretty wild place. You know, just reading, not uh, going on commentaries and others that have studied. Um, it, it was pretty wild. The main religions in the, in the city of Corinth were pretty wild religions. I mean, temple prostitution was part of your religious practice. Being involved with prostitutes was part of your religion. Pretty wild place. And he's writing to this church well, he established this church in Corinth. He's writing back to them. And uh, this is a church where the Christians don't always act like Christians. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sometimes Christians don't act like Christians. I've heard of that. I've heard of it. And that's the situation here. So he's going to have to address a lot of things, but I want us to look at the beginning of his letter to them. He's not trying to butter them up. This is scripture. This is inspired. This is what God wanted them to hear 
I want us to see what the Lord wanted to say to a group of His people who really needed to kind of grow up in some areas and they were arguing with one another and they were suing one another. Not that they were all doing it, but some of them, they were getting together for the Lord's Supper. Some were getting drunk at the Lord's Supper. I mean, there was issues that needed to be dealt with. Look at this. 1 Corinthians, very first chapter, starting with verse 8. He, God, will keep you strong to the end. Now he's writing to some people that aren't very strong. Okay, Not that everyone is like that, but there's a lot of things to deal with with this church. And he doesn't say, and he will keep you guys strong, but the rest, I'm not. he just speaks to the whole church. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Interesting. You start reading at the end of this, and he starts dealing with issues. I follow Paul. I follow Apollos. I follow Steve. You know, just silliness. That's right. Verse 9. God, who has called you into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. God has called you into fellowship with His Son, into relationship with His Son. God's Word didn't say this. It doesn't say, when you finally overcome all this crazy sin that's still in your life, and you start walking straight like you should, you will have earned the right to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. It doesn't say that. It basically says, yeah, I see where you are right now. Some of you are a bunch of babies. I see where you are right now. And God has called you into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are called to belong. If we start thinking that we have to earn the right to belong, we kind of miss the nature of God. We kind of miss the grace of God. Grace is unearned, undeserved favor of God. Now, today I'm talking about called to belong. A little ways down the road, I'm going to talk about our calling to obey. Okay, so it's not an either or thing. But today, it starts with belonging. You've been called into relationship with Jesus. Now, even with present failures in your life, you are called to belong. You are called to be in relationship with Jesus. The enemy will constantly harass you and try to make you think that you can't be in relationship with him because everything isn't perfect. I mean, he will do that. I mean, that's, he, don't, he did that to me. And God in his faithfulness, you know, that was a tough time in my life when I felt like I was disappointing God all the time. That was a tough time, okay? But God showed me that, yeah, my life wasn't lining up everywhere that it should, but He still loved me. He still was working in me. And He was going to complete what He started. And He wasn't loving me the day that I was doing everything right and not loving me the day that I was struggling and failing. 
We are called to belong. To belong. I have a ring on my finger. I don't wear rings. But I wear this one. Right here. Been wearing it for a long time. 32 years. A little over 32. This ring shows that I belong to Lori. She has a ring on her finger. It shows that she belongs to me. I never see her take her ring off and put it in her purse. She always wears it. I don't take mine off. Of course, I'm not doing a job where you know my finger could get ripped off if it got caught in a saw or something either, but I don't take my ring off either. It shows that we belong. God has put a ring on you. Oh, we're going to look at that. Let's... You might be wondering what it is. Well, let's just take a look. Ephesians. God has put a ring on you and every time an angel sees it and every time a devil sees it, they say, oh, this one belongs to God. This one belongs to God. Let's just read this. It's up there for you. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. And now you also have heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, He identified you as His own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom He promised long ago. Scripture says we were sealed by God's Spirit. We're His. He put His Spirit in us. And that shows everyone We are His. You belong. Now, some people are saying, I know this. I know this. It's very real to me. But there might be some others this morning that are struggling with feeling like they really belong. I believe the Lord is wanting to show you, if you're struggling with that, to understand problem isn't that God hasn't embraced you. The problem is you're having a hard time believing that God has embraced you. And the Lord wants to minister to that today. He wants you to see He has embraced you. He has called you His. He put His Spirit in you at that moment that you believed on Jesus for your salvation, for forgiveness, for a new life. He put His Spirit on you. Of course, that's what made you spiritually alive. But also in the process, everything in that spirit realm sees this is God's. This is God's. This one belongs to God. You belong. Let's read it. Again. And now you also have heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, He identified you as His own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom He promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us everything He promised and that He has purchased us to be His own people. This is just one more reason for us to praise our glorious God. (laughs) Okay? 
Oh, Jesus, help each person in here embrace. You belong to God. Some people in this room might be trying to get God to accept them when He already has. We are not righteous because of our good works. We are righteous because of Jesus Christ and everything He did for us. Jesus is our righteousness. Scripture very clearly says it is the gift of righteousness. You belong. And I know some of you are like, I just, I I grew up in a situation where I had to earn favor. You know, I had to earn favor from my parents or I had to earn favor from peers. It's, It's a different family. It's a different family. God loved you before you knew Him. And He certainly loves you now. Okay? God shows, commendeth His love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He, he loved us then. Let me get back to my last verse. And then the power will come down. <laughs> Romans 8.15 So you should not be like cowering, fearful slaves. Just talking to all of God's children. You shouldn't be like cowering, fearful slaves. You should behave instead like God's very own children. God's very own children. Adopted into His family. Calling Him Father. Dear Father, it's Abba Father, dear Father. For His Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our hearts and tells us, You're one of God's. You're one of God's. Now, the devil will tell you other things. You know, you need to be careful what voice you're listening to, okay? But God, He keeps trying to tell us, You're mine. You're mine. And when we are settled in that, He wants us to be secure in that. And then from there, we grow. He works in our lives. He works out this thing in us, the things that need to be taken care of. He works. He convicts us by His Spirit. You know, He just, He loves us. For some of us, we're so stubborn, He'll have to discipline us. Anybody in here? One of those stubborn ones? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He'll have to discipline us. But He disciplines those He loves. Hebrews. He disciplines those He loves. Right? If He didn't care, He'd say, well, well, that's just one of many. (laughs) Let Him go. No, He doesn't let us go. He doesn't let us go. So how am I going to wrap this thing up? I was praying this morning, God, how do you want me to wrap this thing up? And He very clearly showed me nothing. So So I'm still kind of wondering how to wrap this thing up. Even now, it's like, okay, Holy Spirit, uh, instant. uh, (laughs) We'll pray for for any needs this morning. If anybody needs healing, you know, I've got the anointing oil out. We'll pray for healing. We'll pray for anything that needs to be prayed for. But I I think what the Lord is wanting me to do is... No. (laughs) Next week there's a special speaker. I don't have a clue what's happening next week. (laughs) 
I believe that, that today God wants to set some people free, heal some people. It's, it's almost like they have a, uh, what's the word? Um, you just don't feel like you belong to anybody. There's a word for that. Can't think of it right now. What's that? Orphan. 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 It's sad, but some of God's own children can have that orphan mentality. They believe in God. They want to follow God. They love God. But they have a really hard time embracing that they truly belong to Him. They have a hard time believing that God says, You are mine I chose you but God I just failed yesterday I know and I tried to tell you not but you went and did it anyway but you are mine I chose you he chose us to belong to Jesus Christ he says you are my people called by my name so that's what I'm trying to get across this morning. Now it makes it a little tough. Someone would say, well, I don't really want to go forward on, you know, that. Listen, I could let you be in your seats and I could say a prayer. But I feel like the Lord wants me to give you the opportunity to come forward. It's a step of faith, a step of desire on your part. And, and God wants to break off this orphan mentality. I'm on my own. I don't really belong to God. He wants to break that off. So let's stand together. <clears throat> Worship team, sure. Come on up, please. Thank you. And I, I tried to make the call as clear as I could. <clears throat> But if what I shared this morning, you would say, you know, I deal with that. I just have a hard time embracing that God has embraced me. I have a hard time embracing that I belong to Him and He wants me to belong to Him and He does call me His own. I have all these other things that go through my head. If that's you, I want you to come. We're going to pray. Some of that stuff is demonic. We just need to break it off. We just need to heal it. And, uh, you know, I believe there's more. I believe there's more people that should come forward. But, you know, let it be your... I just encourage you. Sometimes we miss what the Lord has for us. And we think, well, I'll just pray later. You know, sometimes there's just a time. And this, this morning is just one of those times when God wants to, to heal them. Okay? So, I'm going to start praying. If it's you, yes. If you have any other needs, we'll pray for physical healing also. I don't want to miss, you know, we came to meet with the Lord. Whatever the need is. But God is so wanting His children to know they belong to Him. He is wanting them to know they have an identity in Him. And He 
wants them to stop struggling to get something that they already have. They just need to believe. They just need to believe. Lori, I'm going to ask.